Are you an ambitious, driven entrepreneur starting to feel overwhelmed, maybe a little trapped by your business? Well, I have a solution for you. It is the five-day bottleneck to breakthrough challenge, where in an hour a day, we will give you the roadmap, the blueprint, the treasure map to where you can find yourself with more free time, more freedom of money, and a more valuable business. Hope to see you soon www.bottlenecktobreakthrough.com. We hear it all the time. The riches are in the niches and that it is important to know who you don't want to do business with just as much as who you want to do business with. Today, our guest is Mark Chez, president of CM2 Media, and we are going to get into that. This is The Real Bottom Line where we tell entrepreneurial stories about true grit and perseverance from frontline business owners themselves. Now, let's get started. Welcome to The Real Bottom Line, Mark. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited, and we start out the show with a little history, and I'd love to hear, how did you get into owning your own company? Have you always been an entrepreneur? No, um, I had visions of it when I when I was in my teen years. You know, I was delivering papers. I was doing stuff on my own. I worked in retail. I was, I've always been big into sports, so I worked in sporting goods stores, and that taught me so much on the sales process, but also value. You know, and then working with two very different entrepreneurs. One type who was very you know doing his books every night, every piece of you know every detail covered, but very cheap. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. wouldn't spend to do anything. And then you had the other guy who was more of a cowboy. He'd light up a cigarette on a blowtorch in front of a client and just be like, you know, he, he knew the, you know, this, these are the skates you need. He had the, his sales tactics were incredible. So, you know, but he wasn't so organized. Right. And it was just like two different types of people. That was very inspirational. And then I wound up working in for two very large organizations through my growth and many different job titles. Um, one uh, ABC radio in Detroit and then in, in doing sports radio. And then at uh, was now Caesars Entertainment um, in Windsor in doing many different positions there from from busing tables to valet parking to then working into what was the multimedia department to then getting so much in education and that into like I always loved when I was in school of the the entertainment, the video, you know, of, of, of you know, the marketing angles and commercials and all this stuff. So I was very much into that through my high school and university years. So it's like this job then let me really put a lot of it together the radio piece you know to talk to people to go interview people the the all that we had from working with entertainment to doing sound and lights and and corporate functions and i i got a gamut of experience and then it led into web design and, and doing video and video for web and being on all these video shoots and stuff and it was just like let's put it all together because like let's go back to where it was and my dad was talking at one point of leaving his job and starting a business and it was just like it was always very interesting to me um and then when I started getting like at the casino, like, oh, I can, I got them to pay for courses. You know, they had the education post, you know, after work hours to go educate yourself more. So I got more of that done. And I was like, well, I can do this on the side. And so I need a website. Can you do that? And I said, yes. So it started very freelancy in 2005, Mm -hmm. then became into building a business and weaning off full-time work hours to then when I met my now wife, um, having that it's time to go and start a full fledged company with, you know, you're not having this full-time job and doing it as a part-time thing. Um, and that was in 2012. So I, I, there was not, there wasn't a jump off the cliff moment though. I had, uh, I had clients. So, you know, when I moved up to the greater Toronto area from Windsor, I then, you know, had a client base, there was money coming in. So it wasn't that just like, I'm going to do this today kind of thing. And I had some experience of dealing with people and clients and 
you know, the managing your own money and the accounting piece of it, but it was just going to be a lot bigger with, with more, I guess, pressure into it because now it's like, it's all you're, that you're doing. And that was in 2012. So here we are 11 years later, uh, 11 years as a corporation of CM2 Media. Wow. How many people do you have working with you now, Mark? Do you have a balance of employees and independent contractors or how does that we work? We have a mix. Yeah. We have eight full-time employees and those are like the day-to-day. We made a lot of decisions over the years, especially COVID changed this business a lot mm-hmm. um, to the day-to-day task-based marketing. You know, you need to be in touch with the clients. We need to be doing social posts, blog writing, website updates, all that stuff. Those need to be people that are full-time, you know, that are in in the office and we, we come in twice a week now to go over stuff. Yeah. Um, and then we have up to 14 contractors. Not all of them are working on a daily basis, but we've got a great loyal group of contractors that stuck with us through COVID that for many different reasons, they, they work from home. They're not interested in being an employee. They have a couple clients that they work with, but they're very dedicated to us. You know, so it is a mix and it's like where, where the best fits are to, you know, who does what kind of thing. Mm. In the business value amplifier program that I run, we talk a bit about doing like narrowing the product shelf and just getting really, really good at that. And I think that's something you've naturally done, Mark. Let's talk a little bit about that. When did you decide to niche down and what is your niche? Our niche is interesting because it's not like a defined by service niche. I mean, we have six core offerings that we do and that's uh, the strategy piece, design, video, SEO, SEM, uh, social, and web, right? Mm-hmm. Those are like the six things. It's like, we are not going to venture out of that. Uh, we will not, like, there's there's a lot of things that we got rid of. And one of them was like, I was doing a lot of digital signage design when I was working full-time. Oh, and that taught me a lot about running video, but now a lot of video for web and shooting and editing video. However, as a company to try and work that into other things or or how often they need these updates versus the value to how much you could charge and things like that. It was like not a fit. And there were a lot of things that was like get rid of this stuff that's just eating up your time. You know, a lot of different task-based things were in the beginning. I think you know the typical entrepreneurial story is grab anything you can get and figure it out. You know, so um, you know, that's really that's really changed. Um, but the, but back to the niche part, our niche is entrepreneurs or the key decision makers, I'll always say, yeah. you know, so there can be organizations of different sizes, but I will not work in the siloed, you know, wait six months to hear back from things, you know, maybe not get paid for six months, you know, the larger organizations, that's for other agencies to deal with. That's not yeah. us. I want to deal with the go-getters that, that we see the change that we can have the blunt real discussions with, you know, of this is the truth about your business, how people see it digitally. This is where we're succeeding. This is where we're failing. This is where we're going to make changes. You know, and you have those regular truthful discussions and entrepreneurs are very realistic about having truthful discussions. They want to, because it's going to make an impact to their business right away. And I'm not a, uh, I'm not an overly patient person, you know, like I want to see things move, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not the task driver of this company. I'm the creative and the sales and, you know, let's let's get stuff going, right? Um, so, you know, I understand where, where we need to be and with who, you know, and that is it. So like often now when a client approaches us, say they find us via Google or social media, I'm vetting them as much as they're vetting us, yeah. right? Because I'm not interested in problematic relationships, you know, there's nothing with drama, nothing with things that just get too much attached to it. So feeling out the people, who they are, how they run their business, just their persona, you know, their energy, you know, everything is like, like, that's a very important thing to, for us. Um, You know, we've learned over the years of the people, you know, your worst clients will also be your biggest energy suck, right? And they take Mm. the most time. And then often they're ones not paying anywhere near as much either. So 
um, we've really learned to avoid that. And it's an interesting thing right before this, I've been doing our, um, I've got a client ranking list. And literally that like helps us make decisions on how much time you've got to give is something urgent for a client. You know, we don't deal in fires, um, you know, but if you got to make a decision of how much time I'm putting into something, go back to that list. That's fascinating. Okay. So even though it sounds psychographic in the sense of you're looking for someone with a certain mindset and a certain approach to growing their business and wants to engage at a certain level, as opposed to say, oh, they're in this sector and they have this much in, mil- this much in sales and da, 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 da. It's more about the mindset and can they write the check? 100%. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And to not have to constantly convince, right? right? Convincing is, if you need to be convinced with marketing, it's like, we're not a fit because I'm not right. going to keep trying that battle, right? right. Like r- ride with us, we're experienced. We have a great team, you know, we're not going to, we're very responsible to our clients that, you know, we're not here to make Google and Facebook rich. You know, we're here to make your business money. So let's spend these. We need to use those avenues for things, right? Yep. But let's spend your dollars appropriately. So, you uh-huh. know, budget's always one of those questions that people, what are you going to spend? Like, well, let's figure out these numbers, but where to make an impact and do it, bell curve it in, you know, develop a trust. Uh, with the clients, right? Because it's just it's just something that there's too many unknowns that they, you know, and, and a lot of entrepreneurs um, by nature are control freaks. So they don't like to let go of things, right? Well, it's very hard. Yeah. I do like the idea of ranking your clients at, at some level, but uh, I'm sure it doesn't get shared. But what are some of the criteria that you use to say these are really good clients? Like, you know, what, what makes them get, how do I get to the top? Of it's literally, about? it's, it's, it's like an analytical list of 10 categories, but they're not weighted equally, okay. you know, and, and it's not done the, oh, you spend this much. So you go on the A list, like right. the spend is part of it. Of course, you know, we're all in business to make money. Um, however, you know, what is your energy? You know, what is your reliability? How, do you pay on time? Do you, um, are you a teammate in this journey? You know, there's a lot of things that are more of like that, we really like working with you piece um, because, you know, we, we have uh, a few not-for-profits that we work with that are pretty high up the list. You know, they're, they're just, it's the energy's right. It's, it's, you know, everything feels good about that. And then some that, that spend a lot that, you know, you're, it's, is it, you know, is it worth it? <laughs> because, you know, it becomes challenging. So, you know, and that's okay. You know, life has many, you know, relationships, people move on from each other, um, but also we attract better. And one of the, like reevaluating this list makes a huge impact because I looked at this now and I'm like, from our last meeting we had with the core uh, management team, we were like, how do we get more A-list, higher profile clients and get rid of the garbage? And like the latest list is very fascinating of how many new, great, high energy entrepreneurial clients we have and what we actually eliminated and the stress levels of the employees, you know? And it's like, we can easily talk to our employees and I'll have those truthful discussions of, if this person is just all over and they're too much for you, like it's time for me to have the discussions, but also maybe it's time to move on if that's how you feel like you should treat people or what you think we're in this for. Are you looking to boost your business value beyond just increasing profit? Introducing the Business Value Amplifier, a revolutionary 10-week program designed to help you uncover proven methods to enhance your company's worth. Discover how to transition from feeling unsure about maximizing your business value to becoming a savvy operator who deliberately and methodically pulls the levers of value building. 
With the Business Value Amplifier, you can expect to take control of your business's growth and be intentional about enhancing its value. Whether you're planning to sell or simply want a more vibrant, predictable, and lucrative operation, this program is for you. Don't miss out on this opportunity to amplify your business's value in just 10 weeks. Go to blackstarwealth.com amplify and apply for the Business Value Amplifier today. That's blackstarwealth.com amplify. Your business will thank you. I wanted to talk about the is it worth it piece, but not even just, not from your your viewpoint, but say from the client viewpoint. Like, I think that's something that's not talked about a lot is customer acquisition costs versus lifetime value of a client. So if we look at, um, if we look at engaging someone of your nature, there's a cost and that becomes part of our you know, client acquisition cost versus lifetime. What's your philosophy around that, Mark? How should entrepreneurs be looking at that through what lens? I think that depends on the business, um, truthfully. You know, we work with a lot of service-based businesses, B2B type businesses. And then, you know, you've got like ones that have residual you know, built into them, right? Like if you're an appointment based, you know, landing a client once can turn into getting a whole family in there for, you know, whether it be through benefits, whatever it may be, if it's therapy, if it's dental, if it's legal, whatever it may be, you know, residual clients, I think you've got to have a lens of, are we acquiring the right people? Not so much the cost of a specific one. I find when you get down to, because it's very hard to target, you know, month over month, what did we spend to get this one client, right? And if you're looking at a B2B relationship, a lot of people are not going to, um, they may be looking for you, but they're not ready to make that decision instantly. Mm. So, you know, you may have to have a couple of follow-up calls, meetings, things like that. Like I don't track my time and that kind of stuff because it's like, do I enjoy it? Do I feel like it's going to be worth it, right? Um, we have a, a fixed marketing budget to what we will spend on our own marketing. And we like to apply that model to our clients. So when they come back to us and they say, you know, well, who does this well? It's like, go look at our own, right? You know, go look at what we're doing on LinkedIn. Go look at our website. Go go look at our SEO. Like, how did you find us, right? Mm-hmm. So then it turns into, oh, this does make a lot of sense. If you take care of yourself, you know, you're far more likely. It's like, if you're going to go to the gym, the trainer better be fit, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, what also strikes me is so often in, the, in a lot of places, it's the cobbler's shoes, so to speak, in that, even I see some marketing agencies, their marketing isn't the best because they're so busy working on other things. Whereas you're like, no, this is our billboard, man. So we're we're going to spend the time and effort on that. Well, right. Even even today, this event that we were at Friday, like we're putting out our own post of us being there, you know, focus, get the client stuff out the door first, but it's like, we can't miss this opportunity to show that we were there and we were the ones doing this. Right. So, you know, it's, it's very important for, you know, your own marketing to, to show through, what you, you know, what your capabilities are, right? If you don't have, like, it's, it's, to me, it's funny, like so many web design agencies or marketing agencies, like their websites are poor. Yeah. And it's like, like, I don't know. I mean, look at it. Like, do I want to hire somebody that can't, can't provide their own great website? Yeah. About prioritization. Mm -hmm. Um, You've mentioned fixed budget. How do you set that budget, Mark? Are you setting it as a percentage of your sales in a particular month or year? Uh, And how far in advance are you setting that budget? We go in quarters. Um, So we look at the next quarter, we set goals for the quarter of, you know, inbound leads, the quality of them, you know, what they are. 
um, this is like an ideal client relationship too, that, you know, that, that how many leads did you generate versus what your sales team closed on? Um, mm -hmm. You need to know those numbers, you know, for sure. But that's why I say like month over month is a little bit, you know, it's not, not telling, it's, it's not long enough. It's not telling the entire story, especially when you're looking at relationship-based businesses, right? I mean, how many, how many people would you go to and say, oh, I Googled it and now let's just go, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Right. You want you want to have conversations or you want to find out more about them or look at their testimonials or even like one thing we do, um, I will offer. Do you want to talk to some of our clients? You know, get their story. You know, don't just listen to me try and preach what we do. You know, it's like anybody can be a great salesperson, but talk to the people that we actually work with and they'd be like, you'll know, you'll find out. It feels very, you're very confident about this stuff, Mark. Where did that come from? Have you always been confident about the work to that point or, you well, know? Well, I mean, as you grow, yeah. you know, you, you learn so much, but you have to pay attention to the lessons and apply them. And I mean, I've learned to let go of a lot of things. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs just want to hold on to everything. Mm. And I've learned to let go of things like using project managers as an example. We've got two full-time project managers that are amazing. It's like, that is not for me. Like, I am not that checklist every day be on top of people i am not i want to go 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 you know so sometimes they'll throttle me back but knowing my weaknesses to then where i need to hire right and and fill in around these people but we have a great culture right you know so when you say where's the confidence come from it's a cultural thing of our company values to align with the types of clients that we want if i find that you're a little sketchy or your product is something that you know defies some ethics or ways things that we believe in it's like we're not touching you at all you know, you've got to be just as interested as we are, right? We know, we know we've got many success stories. We will make it work for you if you're willing to, you know, be a, an active participant in it, not just a, you go do what you do, or you want to be too involved, right? You know, there's a nice place where, you know, you need to be involved as a client, but you can't try and take it over. Because like, and again, you said this right at the beginning, a lot of people think they can do it, you know, and it's like, most of you can't, or you don't even have the time to do it. Some people are incredibly talented, brilliant people with marketing minds. They just don't have the time to it because they're so into all the other things that go into their business, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe be involved enough and have the confidence of what, what you know, we're delivering. That matters. So going back to what you said about the confidence piece, it's really in our team um, mm -hmm. that we, you know, I know that they're, they're working hard, they're dedicated, they care. And that's one of our company values is the care factor, you know, to make sure that everybody that cares about every client that we have. So that's why I can easily say that, yeah, confidently, I know we can deliver for you, or maybe you're not a fit and we, we won't work together. What does, um, if we go into digital marketing, right? So uh, you talked about web development, content strategies, SEO, SEM. Tell me more about SEM versus SEO, because that sounds interesting to me. Well, the, the SEO piece, you know, the, the Google organic results, it, it's best to have a mix of both. And the SEM piece is more of the paid ad side of, oh, okay. you know, whether, whether it be banners, you know, Facebook, Google, Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest, uh, so many different ad pl places to do your advertising now. Even, you know, Amazon, you can advertise in there. But the SEM piece is the paid ads piece. The SEO is the organic piece. Um, and, and it's good to have a nice mix of both if you have the budget. And if you don't have the budget, what are your goals? You know, what do you need to have happen in the first three months? Is it something that you need to just be like, holy smokes, we're slow and I need to fill a bunch of bookings? Well, the paid piece will do a lot more for you immediately. However, the organic piece long-term will get you on those search rankings with the keywords with a properly done SEO campaign. Um, you know, there's so many different factors to do the SEO side. 
but it's a longer term investment. Same with social media. You know, you you don't just flip a switch and the algorithms don't like you. You know, you've got to be a you've got to be present. You got to be a participant. So you know, it very much depends on what the client's needs are. You know, to then where we will what we will do for them and when. Um, mm. And and yeah, like I said earlier, like the bell curving up piece matters a lot. You know, and and what do you have? You know, fine. If clients say, you know, oh, here's what we're comfortable with spending, you know, right away. It's like, let's not do that right away. Let's work with the data that we're going to get over the first three months, then build up to that. Because, you know, let's learn a little bit about the digital story. Data tells you a lot. You go, we go in with an education, you know, from other clients that we work with, but also, you know, what, what the metrics tell us, but they're not going to tell you in that day you know, exactly what it's going to be. So stuff does change. Competitive landscape changes a lot, you know, from, from organic search results to, to even paid ads, you know, you might be paying more per ad because there's way more competitors in there. We've seen a ton of this in the family law space. Like we work with uh, a fair amount of family lawyers and just the amount of ad spend that family lawyers are now spending just to try and get that acquisition just keeps rising. Right. And so, you know, your competitive space changes and that's nothing we have control over. However, we've got, we've got to tell the truth when it comes to that stuff. Like Google ad prices are going way up. Do you want to do this? Or here's some of the solutions we provide, or here's how to run your ads on a little bit different schedule or, you know, that's it. And I say, we're a solutions provider, you okay. know, when it comes to these things, because, you know, too much entrepreneurs are, have too many things going on. Yeah. So how do we convey, you know, that we're looking out for you, that we're making sure that you know, we saw this, it was going to cost way too much. If you're not comfortable paying this per click, let's move some money here. You know, um, you know, the SEO stuff isn't taking off like we used to. Can we add more to it? Whatever, you know, like we expected, right? So there's there's a lot of things to take care of, you know, when you're doing this. But again, I go back to, you know, the original question was the SEO versus SEM piece. What is a fit for you and your business is really what mm-hmm. matters the most to decide where it's the best to put the time and the energy into. Well, okay. I I always found SEO overwhelmed me. Like I felt like there was always so much do to to it that it was like almost became a I'm not doing any of it because I can't figure it out. There's there's like well there's 200 plus factors and Google's algorithms change and I'll talk about Google because that's about 90% of web searches are done on Google. Um, but even your mobile search is different than your desktop search that you know where you are versus where I am. It's going to matter, right? So th- there are a lot of factors and it's very SEO is a very difficult thing to do on your own. We have clients where we do a mix where if they're, they're in a very specialized field and they are, they're good at content writing, we'll give them like, here's the keywords to write for. Then we'll build in all the technical pieces once they provide us that content, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's a mix of use your expertise plus our expertise. And then some we do all the writing for, um, you know, because we're very educated in that space, whatever it is. But content writing is just part of it. You know, you've got... The, there's 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 the social media algorithms and hashtags and, and the metrics that come in from that. There's there's the technical pieces, your web hosting. The, there's so many things that go into SEO. So trying to think you're going to do it on your own is a challenge. And even having the tools, like there's subscriptions you can pay for that tell you a lot about what's going on. But what do you do with it then? You know, is is yeah, the so bigger what? thing? And, right. What? <laughs> and, and even like we we. We build clients up at different levels. Like if you only have this much to spend and your impact needs to be something fairly achievable, here's what we will do first, you know, or here's what we'll take care of on a daily basis, right? And then just work up to it, you know, when they see see results. Like there's a local uh, kitchen bath renovation company we work for and they're quite fine at the level that they've been at for about three years because it's doing enough for them. They don't want to hire more people. You know, they have, you know, they have, a, they, they know what they are. 
So it's like this works well enough for them that the, you know, these 10 keywords locally perform exceptionally well. They're searched a lot, right? And it's getting them customers and they're good. Hey, growth oriented business owners. Are you ready to take your business to new heights and connect with like-minded entrepreneurs? I would like to introduce you to the Elite Growth Community. Your ticket to a world of learning, sharing, strategizing, and problem solving. Our monthly live events will bring together successful business owners just like you who are making over six figures and have been in the game for at least two years. And the best part, your first event is absolutely free. So try it out and see if it's the right fit for you. And after that, for just $17 a month, you'll unlock unlimited access to our exclusive community where you can accelerate your business growth like never before. No commitments, month to month, don't miss out on this amazing opportunity to join the elite growth community at blackstarwealth.com backslash elite. Sign up today and watch your business soar to a new heights. That's blackstarwealth.com backslash E-L-I-T-E. Hope to see you soon. If your company has said, I want to increase my revenue by 20, 30% year over year, um, what would be your first step with someone like that? Like how, what would you ask them? We usually like the, I'll say like our, what I'll call our babies, right. That we work with the, the, the clients that we just like, we align together, you know, it's like, go have a lunch and a, and a, and a coffee or a drink and talk business. They work exceptionally well with us when they start the, when we start with them at the strategy piece. Yeah. Right. And well before, cause we'll often get a call or, you know, web lead come in and say, oh, I need to do Google ads. And be why, you know, ask the whys before anything else and then have a strategy session or do a full like audit and blueprint of drawing up what is your strategy, you know, the who you are, what you are, your voice, your tone, your values, your mission, your vision, like all these things, because without them. A lot, a lot of companies never do this or they think it's they're like, oh, that's that's just, you know, it's it's a waste. You know, we don't need that. Well, that's not going to turn into. No, the consistency matters so much of mm. how you look, speak, you know, act everywhere from who's answering the phones when somebody calls to, you know, what your website says to who's talking on video and your social media posts. Right. So really like that question of I want to increase this, like the you know, do a full SWOT analysis, go over a full strategy. And this stuff takes time and multiple meetings. Like it'll yeah. be hours and it'll be pretty intense, but it's like to get you to where you need to be when you do a full strategy session to then lead into, okay, now you need a website revamp. You know, your website's not good enough to perform with that revenue increase that you expect. And yeah. now then let's get into tactics after that. Right. So it, that's really the, the ideal, the ideal way for us. If somebody says, because, you know, if you're going to be aggressive with revenue growth, everything's got to be aligned because like some people are like, Oh, I just need to spend more money on Google ads. It's like, but if your website's slow, if it's terrible, if your landing pages aren't telling them exactly what they're searching for, you're actually spending more money for your competitors because people won't just, they won't just click on you. They'll go find others. And then if, if they don't like what they're seeing or if it doesn't even make sense to what they clicked on, the first thing they're going to do is go click back and go to the next person. I feel like there's a lot of potentially bad actors in your space or like there's a lot of people who are like buy this course and you'll know how to do SEO <laughs> you know what I mean like all this um there's noise in that communication channel mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur what are some two or three things that I can use as my lens to know that I'm narrowing the field down to the quality folks that I potentially want to work with I think, you know, are they asking questions or are they just providing you a cookie cutter, you know, proposal, 
Um, we don't cookie cut anything with clients because of that. Every business is unique. Your location is unique, like how your website is performing. Like there's so many different factors. So if somebody wants to get right into be like, here's a quote, that's a major warning sign, right? Like, and if they're not going to invest a little bit of time learning about you, I mean, I, I don't, you know, I wouldn't like it the other way and I always relate to, you know, or if they want to lock you into a contract right away, you know, mm-hmm. lock you into something long-term and, you know, as entrepreneurs, we, we really don't like that. So if that's a lot, of, commitment it, issues, Mark. a lot of these things are like, yeah, like you're going to be cookie cutter. You're going to lock me into a contract. You know, you're going to, you're going to spend a two seconds and tell me what I need. It's like, that's not real. Like you, you're, you're raising a lot of red flags. You know, there, there, there are a lot of, um, I don't know what the, what the proper word to be used, but like in this business, we deal with a lot of clients that come to us to say, oh, you know, I'm not happy with who's been doing my work or I've had a freelancer or, if, you know, I've had an agency that didn't do this. And like, let's say I was doing SEO and I'll say, okay, well, can you send me your reports? Like, what were they doing? I don't know. Well, you should always know, right? And if people aren't going to be transparent because all the data is actually out there, you just have to know how to go get it. So, you know, what Google ads should cost, what, what key terms are ranking, you know, like all these things, people can go find it or another agency can go find it and bring it back to them, right? So you really got to be transparent. I mean, that's one thing I've, I, I pride us on versus a lot of agencies are not, like mm-hmm. if it's not, it, not everything's going to be bliss in marketing, right? And, and there's, co- there's competition, right? Yeah. You know, if you go, you know, if you're uh, Sidney Crosby, you know, if you're the best hockey player, you're not going to win the Stanley Cup every year, right? Because there's competitors, right? So, but be very good, train hard, be consistent day to day, you'll be more successful, right? So that's the, the thing. And when you go, you know, who should you hire and and what to look out for? I mean, we will always take, I'll always have the discussions. If I feel it could be a fit, you know, let's take the time to learn about you, you know, and about yeah. your business before ever providing anything that, you know, you should do this. Yeah, I think the cookie cutter approach, you know, I think I, I see it a lot in my industry as well. We're just going to put you here, here, here and do this just because of this is how you look versus, hey, what's your end goal? And Well, right. And, it, and it's like, you know, there's a lot in business. So systems are an amazing thing. However, in the marketing side, your business shouldn't be treated as a system. You know, because if you go in a cookie. Yeah, I think there's a methodology to moving people through a process, but that the output can be 100% customized to that client. Absolutely. Right. Before we go, uh, is there anything I haven't asked um, about marketing for entrepreneurs or niching that you think we should talk about before we sign off? Well, I think there's, um, there's so many different factors and it's, you know, find out what it is you need the most like you know google reviews are a massive thing and they can help you on so many different levels mm-hmm. but are you a business that can get a lot of them or is it going to make an impact with your you know with your seo with your google maps locations you know so uh, the the point is that it's just got to be you've got to open your eyes to say i need to talk to a few people i should talk to multiple agencies if i'm looking to hire them mm-hmm. right and in the digital marketing space if i'm going to look at doing something on my own you know, maybe talk to somebody even as a consultant for a bit to find out where are you going to put your best time and energy into something, you know, or then grow it to a point where now I need to, um, you know, farm out some of this to somebody else. But do your research on it. And, and and there's plenty of tools out there. There's a lot of things that can help you make decisions. And again, I'll say with any entrepreneur, trust your gut, you know, 
does mm. it does it feel right that this, this this is the organization for me that it's not you know because so many people just want to jump into getting something done immediately and they feel like it's just going to make a great splash you know but i think really take the time you know to make the the decisions with who you're going to work with Awesome. Thanks, Mark, for your time. Uh, so we could go on for hours about this. I'm quite sure of it. <laughs> but I think the real bottom line here today is you need to start with strategy and vision. Oh, that's it. That's why I say, you know, I use the term our babies, right? Because we grow together. Once we start with a strategy and vision and, you know, you start adding more things into it. And um, there's a few organizations that, you know, I could use as examples of just like how much it changes in a year. And if you give it a true year, but you start with strategy to to having a great website, to then going into the tactics, whether it be social media, video marketing, SEO, SEM, whatever it may be, the impact you see if you stick with it for a year, it, it is impressive. But it's just a lot of people don't want to wait. Being impatient with marketing is not good. That's And that's the second bottom line. <laughs> Thanks so much for your time today, Mark. That was great. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Real Bottom Line. This show is produced by Black Star Wealth. Executive producer, Wendy Brookhouse. To learn more about the show or to contact us, go to blackstarwealth.com.